in the name of Jesus with our hands lifted up and our hearts wide open we'll lift you up Jesus Bible says that when the Son of Man is lifted up he will draw many unto himself the mighty name of Jesus will lift you up names fade away let all the other names fade away till there's only yours till there's only you let all the other names fade including all the sicknesses and diseases and issues that are confronting you Jesus let all the other names fade away let all the other names fade away. Let all of them fade away. Let all the other names fade away. Till there's only you. Till there's only you. Let all the other names fade away. Jesus, take Jesus we decree and declare that any other name apart from the name of Jesus bows down sicknesses bow down in Jesus name shame bows out in Jesus name Lord when we listen to all the testimonies we know that you are in our midst working the evidence of the fact that you are in a place is the manifestation and the demonstration of power Lord, we thank you for choosing us and deciding to manifest power through us. We are very grateful for all the testimonies that have been shared, that are yet to be shared, and that is being processed right now. Let your name be glorified. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Let somebody say me a believing amen. amen. Give a clap unto the Lord and let us take our seats in heavenly places. Hallelujah. I'm super excited for the month of October. October is dressed down church to the streets. Hallelujah. So, oh, I thought you'd give a clap. Mm -hmm. So in case you are wondering why is everybody in some kind of, uh, that, is the, that is the agenda for the month. Hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, without us going out, there is no Christianity. Christianity is not just a matter of we being born again and then we just staying um, in the church and then eating. Now, if you eat and you don't visit the restroom, there is trouble. Hallelujah. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? You eat. Oh, it's, uh, the way people are watching me, it's like uh, I am not comfortable. You are trying to make me uncomfortable, but I refuse to be uncomfortable. Can you just give me a little smile so that I know that I can be comfortable? Hallelujah. All right. So if you eat and eat and eat and then you don't give out, everything that is alive gives out. You eat and you eat and you eat and you don't give out. There is trouble. Solo. We have to take you to the ER. You have eaten for the past one week, two weeks. You are not visiting the restroom. Hey, even you, you'll be troubled. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that is what happens if we eat the word. We eat the word every Sunday. We eat the word every Wednesday. We eat the word on the prayer line. We eat the word and we don't give out. You will be, you, the thing, you not, you not feel comfortable. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you overeat, and then you want to sleep, you realize that you are satisfied. The food is now dominating you. Hallelujah. And many believers, their lives are being dominated by the word. So they are not seeing the manifestation of the word. The, the food is supposed to work inside of you. And the more you give out and the more you take in, the more nutrition you get into your system. Hallelujah. But we eat the word every Sunday. We come, we eat the word every Wednesday. We eat the word on the prayer line, we eat the word. Sometimes I send text messages. Sometimes you eat the word from other places and all that. We are eating the word every day, but we are not giving out. Do you know the consequences? The consequences is that somebody can take your position. Yeah, hallelujah. Now, so today, what I am intending to do as today being the first day, like by now, we would have been on our way going out already. But what I want to do today is that I want to take some time and explain what you, we will be doing when we go out. Hallelujah. So that you will not go and then engage in fight. Hallelujah. Now, I will fight for my Jesus because somebody has brought an argument and then you don't subscribe to what the person is saying. By the time we realize you are beating somebody up. <laughs> Hallelujah. The person you are supposed to talk to and save, you are beating them. You have turned into Peter. The way Peter cut off somebody's ear. He said, I'll fight for my Jesus. Hallelujah. And remove somebody's ear. We don't want that. So we want to know. Because anytime the Lord is sending us, he gives us protocols that we must follow. Hallelujah. I want you to help me welcome somebody next to you and say, welcome into the house of the Lord. And say to the person that you will never remain the same. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Now. You must understand, and now I want you to follow me very well because I'm, I'm talking about go and tell them what the Lord has done for you. It's a very powerful topic. Go and tell them what the Lord has done for you. And my daughter was in the spirit. Uh-huh. Thank you. It's better. My daughter was in the spirit when she was quoting that scripture. When Jesus said, go and tell them what the Lord has done for you. Now, the purpose of salvation is so that the redeemed can portray the goodness of the redeemer. I want you to write it down if you are taking notes. It's very, very important. You see, when, we, when you don't know the purpose of anything, abuse is inevitable. I always say this statement. If you don't know the purpose of anything, you can easily abuse it. You can easily abuse it and destroy it without knowing. The mobile phones that... All of us, are the now mobile phones that we are using, they are highly sophisticated. You can use it for everything. You can use it for so many things. But some of us only use it for hello. And then, you know, finding out who is slaying, who is the next slay queen or the slay king. 
I mean, we are just not, we are underusing it. When the purpose of anything is not known, two things happen. Value is depreciated and replacement is inevitable. If the purpose of anything is not known, two things happen. Number one, value is depreciated. Its value depreciates. For example, it's supposed to be um, a powerful, of course, let's say um, 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 we have every year there is an upgrade of mobile phones. Okay, now, so this year there will be upgrade of all the other versions that now at this point in time, if you are using BlackBerry, you see that some of you don't even know what BlackBerry is. But when BlackBerry was BlackBerry, my goodness, hallelujah. If we see you using BlackBerry right now, we'll be very surprised. But brother, you'll be, you'll be, um, um, you'll be uh, an antique person. Hallelujah. You are using BlackBerry, you'll be an antique person. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, the purpose of BlackBerry has been outmoded. Now, so we don't, if even we bring it to you and we dash it to you, you will receive calls in secrecy. When you receive a call, you hide. Hello, hello, can I call you later on? I'm, I'm, I'm having a meeting. You are not having a meeting, you are in public. You don't want everybody to know that you are using BlackBerry. So you, everything, you'll be hiding it. And then later on, when nobody is there, then you can now make calls. Hallelujah. When, when the purpose of anything, ladies and gentlemen, is abused or is lost, these two things, these two things will never ever ever be i think i'm still getting some echoes some some feedback yeah so value will be lost or depreciated and replacement will be inevitable now most people have replaced their mobile phones because the one that they were using what they want to do it is outmoded they want something that they can use to do other better things so i'm trying to be very practical so that we understand it so what is the purpose of redemption the purpose of redemption the purpose of salvation is so that the redeemed will the redeemed will portray the goodness of the redeemer Many people don't know that the Redeemer, who is the Lord through Jesus Christ, is a good God. And so, uh, many people think that God is responsible for all the chaos and all the troubles and all the problems that happen on earth. And so, God wants to find some people to portray that he is a good God. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is how come there was redemption. And that is how come you have been redeemed. So, you have not just been redeemed to walk through the earth and then die and go to heaven. If that was the purpose, then the day you became born again, you should have gone to be with the Lord. Because that is the best place. This earth, no, compared to heaven, people that have had heavenly experiences and they had to come down. They didn't want to come down. They said, no, I want to stay there. I read the story of a woman that went to deliver and then the woman died. The baby was alive, but the woman died and went to be with the Lord. And the people said, no, this woman cannot die. So they started praying. They invited people. They started praying. Agree with us. The man said, my wife will not die. The other children said, our mother will not die. And she was somebody who ministered to the pastor. It was like, uh, if the pastor needs water, if the pastor needs anything, you know, she was always there too. And the pastor said, no, no, my PA or my personal aid cannot die. So they started praying. Now, the woman's own testimony is that she was about to, cross from a garden 
she saw a very beautiful gate with light sparkling around it. And she wanted to, she, she was eager and excited to go through that gate. Because there were two angels, one on each side. And then they wanted to escort her in. And just when they got to the entrance of the gate, she said the, the flowers were so beautiful. It's like you step on the flower and then it's like music. Musical, beautiful. Now, so she wanted to cross over and then enter into the city. And all of a sudden, somebody called from behind and said, you cannot go in. And she said, why? And then the person waved a hand. And then she saw that people were praying on earth. The husband, the pastor, the children, family. It's like many people were praying. And then the, the, the angel said, because of these people that are praying. Can you change my microphone for me? It's affecting me. Now, the, and then the angel that called said that because of the people that are praying, you cannot enter there. And then they sent her back. Now, listen. What I'm trying to say is that a woman that had given birth, you, 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 and the passion with which she had given birth and she had transited to be with the Lord and still she wanted to go and leave the baby and then leave the family. You must understand how glorious that place is. Praise the name of Jesus. You must understand how glorious the place is. But ladies and gentlemen, she couldn't go because they would not allow her to go. They would not allow her to go. If it was just for heaven that the Lord redeemed you and I, then we will not be here. We will not, because that is, um, that is, there is no words that can explain the pageantry, the beauty, and the pomp of heaven. My goodness. Hallelujah. There is no place on earth that can be compared to even the, 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 the place that is not the best in heaven. No place on earth. That is how powerful the place is. So if it was just about going to heaven, when I became born again, the Lord should have taken me there. But there is more reason to why we became born again. Because on this earth that we are, the devil has portrayed God to be a bad entity. Many people think that God is responsible for their troubles and their problems. So all along, the Lord is looking for people who he can manifest his goodness through so that other people will know that there is God who is good and that the problems of the world has a solution. And that is why he made us born again. That is the essence of redemption. So if we do not live to fulfill the purpose of redemption, we lose and we depreciate in value in life and before God. And number two, we can easily be replaced. Judas was replaced. When you read the book of Psalm 109, he said that, let another take his position. If you are not doing what you are supposed to do, they, they employ you, Christian. They employ you in the company. What you are supposed to do, you are not doing it. What would they do? They will got to fire you and replace you with somebody who will do what you are doing. So the opportunity that God has given us this man to go out, don't take it lightly. Because this is what will make us valuable in life before God and on earth. He says that, give me Matthew. Let, look, at, look at Psalm 109 verse 8. He said, let his days be few. Why? Because he's not being productive. And let another take his office. Say, Lord, let no one take my office. Hallelujah. Now, give me, um, um, let's go into the scriptures quickly. And then, um, what was the scripture I quoted before? 
Matthew, no, no, no. Let's read um, First Peter before we go to the Matthew. We will read Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. But let's read First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to 12 before. The scripture that I want you to quote is that one. But let's read First Peter chapter 2. Now look at that. We are reading from verse number 9 all the way to 12. He says that, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That, why? Why did the Lord choose us? Why did he make us a royal priesthood? Why did he make us a holy nation and a peculiar people? That we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness. Do you understand it? Are you seeing it? Who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the reason why we were specially selected and elected as believers is so that we will show forth his praises. So if we are not showing forth his praises, we are abusing redemption. Sometimes we think that redemption is so that we will be healed. Redemption is so that I'll get a very good marriage. Redemption is so that I'll be blessed financially. Redemption is so that I will do this and I'll get this and then I'll get my visa and then I'll get my green card and I'll get my this and I'll get my new car. All those things are fringe benefits. They are not necessary. They are things which when you do what you are supposed to do, they come automatically. But because we are not doing what we are supposed to do, we pray for the things that must come automatically. If you must travel from here, ladies and gentlemen, to Clarksville, you will have to use the I-24. If you are using the I-24, you will surely pass through a town or a city called Enioch. You don't need to pray. Say that, Lord, as I'm moving from Memphisboro to Nashville, the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that I will see Enioch. Some people will think that you are crazy. When you are on the right path, when you are doing what you are supposed to do, your value, ladies and gentlemen, and the benefit will gravitate towards you. So here we are. We are praying for cars. And we come to church. Lord, change my car. The Lord said, the changing of your car is not a matter of prayers. It is a matter of being relevant. And it will come. There are some jobs when you are doing, they give you. Listen, when you are doing every job, they give you what it takes for the job to be complete. Right? Hallelujah. Some of, the, some of the companies, they will give you a special card which you will use when you are in the company to access certain places. Hallelujah. When you do what you are called to do, he said the reason why he chose us to be a chosen generation, my goodness, untouchable. Chosen generation means you are untouchable. A royal priesthood. You are a royal. When you speak, it becomes a law. When royals speak, it becomes a law. A holy nation. My goodness. It means that you have an audience with God. And a peculiar people. Anyone that touches you. When you read the book of Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse number 3. He said, he defined what a peculiar people is. Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse number 3. Quickly before we come back to the verse number 9 again. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 3. He says that Israel was my firstborn. And that Israel was holiness unto me. And the first fruit of his increase. All that devour him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them. When you are a peculiar person, anybody touches you, they touch God. Yeah. Moses was a peculiar person. His own brother and his own sister touched him. The Lord said, you have touched me. They said, Lord, we were touching our younger brother to put him on track. The Lord said to you, he's your younger brother. But to me, he is my prophet. Because he is a peculiar person. 
When you become relevant, when you do what you are supposed to do, you become a peculiar. Why a peculiar people in every company are people that are promoted? Why do we promote certain people? Because they have been productive. Now, go back to the first Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9. Now, so today, what I will do is that when we are done with the teaching, now we will share the flyers. Today, we will all do the outreach on our own when you are going home because of um, I want to explain everything. But next week, when we come, we will go. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Give me verse number 10. That we should show forth. We are reading to 12. Which in time past, look at that. In time past, we were not a people. We were nothing before the devil. The devil could do anything to us. But now, we are a people of God. Hallelujah. Hey! A people of God. Which which had not obtained mercy then. But now, we have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Look at verse number 12. Look at, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God. So the essence of salvation and redemption is for us to glorify God. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, when we say you are showing forth the praises of somebody, it means that, it means that, you this is what it means it means that we have been sent to show forth the praises of somebody means you have been sent if i tell you that anna go and show forth my praises it means that i have sent you to go and represent me in a way that will be acceptable hallelujah praise the name of jesus now so i wrote a few things here i said that number one if the lord has sent us then the Lord has sent us with a message. It is important. If I go, what must I say? I can't send you without a message. Eben, I said, come. Eben, let me send you. I said, okay, you came. And then I said, go. Where should I go? The Lord must tell you where you should go. Number two, he must tell you to whom am I sending you. And number three, he must give you a message, what you must say. If these three things are not in place, you have not been sent. Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 8. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 8. He said, who shall I send and who will go? And I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, then Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee said, Lord, here we are, send us. So the Lord is sending us and the Lord is sending us with the message. Number two, the Lord is sending us to an audience. Now, look at Mark chapter 5 and verse number 19. Mark chapter 5 and verse number 19. How be it Jesus suffered him not, but Jesus said unto him, Go home to your friends. Now, look at that. Jesus was sending somebody to go with a message. And then he said that, Go home to your friends. He showed him who he should go to. Number two, and tell them. This is the message he gave to the guy. This, this was the madman of Gadara who became sound in the mind when Jesus healed him. And Jesus said, go to your friends. Number one. Number two, tell them how great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Praise the name of Jesus. 
So there is always a message that the Lord will send. And then number two, there is always an audience that he will send. The book of Jonah, the Lord came unto Jonah and then he says that, go to Nineveh and say unto them. There is always an audience the Lord will send you. Now, when the Lord sends you unto an audience, he has already prepared the audience. Hallelujah. Number two, the reason why the Lord will give you a defined audience is because he has sent us as sheep amongst wolves. Let me explain that. As sheep amongst wolves, eh? It means that if you are not careful, you can be eaten by a wolf. Many people don't remember that. As sheep amongst wolves, it means that... Now, what do I mean? There are people who, in an attempt to witness to people, have ended up being converted into sin. They have backslidden totally. If the Lord doesn't tell you, go to um, this beautiful woman of God, go to that son of God, go to that one, go to that one. You may go to the wrong place and in an attempt as a sheep amongst wolves, you'll be eaten. When you watch Animal Kingdom, <laughs> sometimes the animals in an attempt to find lunch becomes unfortunate lunch. To them, they are unfortunate, but to the, to the predator, it's a, it's a good day. Hallelujah. So, if we do not have a message and we do not know the audience, then ladies and gentlemen, provision will also not be there. So what are the steps? Quickly, the steps to effective going out. Now I need you to write it if you want to be very effective. Number one, start with a compliment. When you go out and you see somebody, don't just approach the person and say, hey, I have a message for you. If you don't change, you are going to hell. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hallelujah. You, 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 you see the person. The person is carrying something. You don't even like it. You go like, wow. I like that book you are holding. Then you begin to talk about the book. You have never read it, but begin to talk about it. Give the person a compliment. Don't meet somebody. And then the person has something, and then you say, ah, I don't like this thing that you are. What do you mean by that? Did I buy it for you? Is it you that I bought it for? You understand what I'm saying? Even if you don't like it, I look at you, I say, wow, you got beautiful hair. I know that the hair is a borrowed hair because it is weak. But I'll say, your hair is beautiful. Your hair is very long. That is not when I'm going to say that. Where did you buy this wig from? <laughs> Hallelujah. So you start with a compliment. You begin to compliment the person. Sir, I like your Pontiac shoe. That you, you, you understand what I'm saying? You meet the person, the first thing is compliment because everybody gravitates towards where they'll be complimented. If, uh, if, if I come to you and you say you are always, it's like you are always finding problems with me or always seeing problems with me, I will naturally be repelled from you. You understand? All the people that talk about Holy Hill, they say that there is too much love in that house. I was talking to, uh, when Dahlia was sharing her testimony, she said, there is too much love in that house. I said, aha. Uh -huh. Praise the name of Jesus. So you meet the person. The first thing to do is that compliment the people. Compliment the person. Hey, sir, how are you? I like your shirt. I like your shoe. I like your this. I like your that. He said, oh, thank you. Thank you. He said, can I have a minute with you? Okay, because I've complimented you, give me two minutes. I wanted a minute, but you give me two minutes. Look at the scripture in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 47. 
I'm talking about going to tell them what the Lord has done for you. How to do it effectively. Amen. John 1.47. Look at how when Jesus saw Nathaniel, what Jesus did. Jesus saw, this was Nathaniel who said that, can anything good come out of, come out of Nazareth? When the brother came to, he said, ah, Nazareth. Well, if we are talking about, let's say Jerusalem, then we will know that something, or from the Roman Empire, but Nazareth. So number one, he degraded even where the Savior was coming from. But Shana, when Jesus saw him, he said, my goodness. When, and Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him, and he said, my goodness, behold, an Israelite indeed. Fresh-blooded Israelite in whom there is no guilt. Meanwhile, Jesus knew that the guy had just before, before, just before this moment, said that there is nothing good coming out of. He had already passed judgment, but he said, in whom there is no guilt. Look at the next statement. Do we have verse 48 or something? Nathaniel said unto him, When snowest you thou me? When Jesus gave him compliment, when his brother called him and he was going, the mentality that he was carrying was, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I'm going to punch a holes and let my brother know that nothing good can come out of Nazareth. When he got there and Jesus gave him compliment, he forgot about his mindset. Immediately he started saying, how did you know me? Where did you know me? And Jesus said unto him, before Philip called you, when you were under that fig tree, I saw you. The next verse, look at that. Nathaniel answered and said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You see how he warned him? Uh-huh. Jesus didn't say that, hey, were you, the one, were you not the one that was saying that there is nothing good that will come out of Nazareth? Come and sit here and let me start, start telling you about yourself and all the sins that you have done and all the things to confuse him. No. Jesus saw him. He said, my goodness, an Israelite indeed, a man in whom there is no girl. See the man, he said, man, I like your body. You are a strong man. Did you join the military? He said, no, I've never been there. He said, you got to join the military. Do you know what you are doing? You are breaking resistances to the flow of the word. Now, the moment you break the resistance and he opens up, he said, then, what is coming is for you. Then you say, what is coming is what? Uh -huh. This will let them open up unto you. You give them compliment. Number two. After giving them compliment, now you are going to preach Christ. Wait. You are going to preach Christ. What is Christ? Christ is the anointing. Listen very well. Listen to this second point very well. Now that they have opened up, you are going to preach Christ to them. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. What is Christ? Christ is the anointing. He said that Isaiah 10 27. Is somebody following the teaching? Okay. Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken off from your from Look at it. Your, his burden shall be taken off thy shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So when they open up, you're going to talk about the anointing. Now, what is the anointing? The yoke-breaking power of God that has worked in you. Do you understand it? So, you begin to tell him, hey, can I tell you a story about my life? Do you have a moment? Say, yeah. Said, I just want to tell you a story about my life. I used to be this and that and that and that and that. You are preaching the anointing. You are preaching Christ. Look at, look at Acts chapter 8 and verse number 5. 
Acts chapter 8 and verse number 5. He said that, and talking about, and Philip went down to the city of Samaria and he preached what? He preached Christ. The anointing that set him free. He used to be in this addiction and the Lord helped him out. He was on his way to death and the Lord healed me. I used to be sick of this sickness for a long time. And I had an encounter with the Lord. A prophetic word that had come to pass in your life. He said that, hey, I didn't have any this and that and that. And a word from the Lord came to me concerning this. And that is why we share testimonies here. Because you see, the testimonies that we share is supposed to empower you to have a message for somebody. Do you understand it? What is the Bible? The Bible is a book of testimonies. Everything in the Bible is a, is, is, is a book of testimonies. People's lives account. So our lives are an extension of the Bible. And the best Bible anybody can read. Sometimes when you are talking about the fig tree, to somebody who was born in 2000 and uh, 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 to the year 2019, something, something, you know, they, they don't understand fig tree. He said that, and the fig tree, and the juniper tree, and then this one, then the, the wheat, and the sogum, and the, from the Bible, they'll be confused. So preach with your word, with your life. That is preaching Christ. What I was and what Christ, what is Christ? The anointing that set me free. The anointing that set me free. Brothers and sisters, a time came in my life. I was at this and that and that. You begin to tell the person. And then the intention is not to say that maybe the person is like that. But you are trying to tell the person where you were. And then how the Lord set you free by the power of the anointing. Hallelujah. So in preaching Christ, you do it with your personal testimony and other testimonies. You tell them what the Lord, what you have heard the Lord do, or what you have seen the Lord do, or what the Lord has done in your life. Mark chapter 5. Let's read verse number 18 to 20. And then we will jump to chapter 6 and we will see the benefit of the. Look at Mark chapter 5, verse 18. I'm taking time to teach this because I want you to be effective soul winners when we go out. Now, and when he was come into the ship, the guy that had been possessed with the devil, the madman that he had prayed for, that he might be with him, he asked him that, Lord, I want to be with him. Now, look at that. This guy had not gone to any Bible school. Sometimes, the reason why people don't want to go out is because they, they, they go like, what scripture am I going to quote? You don't need any scripture. If you can quote scriptures, quote them. But if you don't have scriptures, quote the scripture of your life. Paul said that we are, he said that you are the epistles written by us. Our lives are Bible. So look at that. Jesus, one day, the same day that the guy, madman, everybody knew that he was mad. Everybody in the state knew that this guy was, because his madness was beyond medicine and spirit. His madness was beyond spiritual realm. Hallelujah. Somebody who they put chains on, he will break the chains. In the cemetery. No, it was another level. The same guy, that same day, when Jesus had healed him, he came. Jesus was going. He said, Jesus, can I follow you? He prayed him that he might be with him. Jesus, I want to follow you. Sometimes we just want to be in the church. You know, I, I just want to be a member of the church. And fine, I can even serve in the church. But when it comes to the going out, that one... Papa, I don't like it. I, I want to stay. If it is staying home, I am fine. But to go out there, what am I going to say? Look at what Jesus told him. He wanted to be with Jesus and serve Jesus. 
in the boat as a personal aid. Jesus, how be it suffered him not. But he said unto him, go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done and how he had had compassion. Simple message. Simple message. Brother, the way I used to drink and that I was drinking myself to death. Sometimes they would think that drinking is fine. But you have to let them know that you were drinking yourself to death. And the Lord ministered to you. The anointing. You are preaching Christ. How you came out of it. And then look at the next, the next verse 20. And he departed one madman that had been saved from madness. That same day. He departed and he went and began to publish in Decapolis. Ten states. He left Tennessee. And went to Atlanta, Georgia. And then he left Georgia. He went to Ohio. He left Ohio. He went to Denver. He went to California. He went to where? Uh-huh. He, New York. He went to all the places. New Jersey, Maryland. Ten states. What was he doing? One statement. I was mad. I met a man. And he healed me. Were you mad? Are you sure? Call my father and my mother and find out. I was mad. A man healed me. I was on my way to death. Somebody met me and brought me out. I was on my way to shame. Look at the testimony that we are sharing here. You have too much power and too much word. Too much word. Hallelujah. Amen. I was on this, on this route and the Lord saved me. He went and published in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Now jump to chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. And look at the consequences in verse number 53. 56 53 to 56 so preach christ with your personal and other testimonies look at what happened verse 53 when they had passed over and then they came again into the land of Gennesaret, where he had healed the guy and he had sent him to go and then preach and draw and drew to the shore look at verse number 54 he said that and when they were come out of the ship straight away the people knew that it was jesus why because the madman had gone to talk about Jesus. He had gone to talk about what the Lord had done for him. Now look at the next statement. Verse number 55 and 56. And they ran through that whole region roundabout. And began to carry about in beds those that were sick. People need solution. But the solution is in the testimony that you give. When you preach the Christ that you have encountered. The anointing that set you free. What you do is that you present yourself as a medium through which the Lord can use to bring them out. They brought them where they had, when, when they had heard that he was. And then what happened? Verse number 56. And wheresoever he entered into the villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch if it were the border of his garment and as many as touched him were made whole what happened one madman went and then told the story so as we are going brothers and sisters you start with a compliment number two you are going to preach christ how are you going to preach christ with your testimony with the testimony of others now if you know some scriptures then you can go in there hallelujah you can go in there. Or sometimes you can use the flyer that has been given you. We have cal calibrated, you know, some steps on. You can just use it. Once they open up to you, they say, oh, wow, that is a wonderful testimony. You said, yes, but Jesus can do it for anybody. I don't know what situation you might find yourself in, but I believe that everybody needs Jesus in their lives. 
to bring them solution. And now you are now narrowing the thing. Hallelujah. So now, after you have preached Christ, now please remember, no argument. No arguments. No debate. Luke chapter 10 and verse number 3 to 4. No argument. Jesus said, I send you. Look at that. Go your way. Behold, I send you forth as lambs amongst wolves. Look at the next verse. Verse 4. Carry neither purse nor script nor shoes and salute no man by the way. Hallelujah. No argument. You are not going to, you are not going to talk about doctrines. Okay, you go. Somebody say, what do you believe in um, uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit? And then you say, oh, it is the gift of the Holy Spirit to anyone who believes. No, 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 no. I don't believe. Tell the person that, brother, I didn't come for debate. <laughs> I didn't come for argument. I just came to tell you what the Lord had done for me. The madman of Gadera, he didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. He didn't know anything about the, um, the Torah and all the things. No, he didn't go to preach any of that. He just, I came to share my testimony with you. Because you know something? Revelation is progressive. People will not understand things until the Lord takes them through lessons. So sometimes, you, once they open up and then their heart comes to the Lord, then the Lord will begin to minister to them. That is why we have discipleship. I can say that probably there were a lot of things that you, you didn't understand, but through the teachings of the word of God, now you understand them. Do I have witnesses? Yeah, hallelujah. So what we do is that no argument. Look at a scripture in Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 5. Jesus specifically said, he said, do not go to the Gentiles nor to the Samaritans. He said, these 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying that, go not into the way. Look at that. Go not into the way of the Gentiles. He's not talking about unbelievers here. He's talking about people in the body of Christ who always oppose the scripture with arguments. They are unbelievers. They don't believe certain things. Even though they are believers, they don't believe certain things. There are ministries that do not believe in supernatural healing. They say that it is gone. Some people believe that signs, miracles, and, and, and wonders belong to the Old Testament. I, I mean, belong to the um, Acts of the Apostles. It, it doesn't belong to our, church, our day now. I mean, Christianity now. Which, of course, is not true. Hallelujah. You don't go to debate on them. He said that go not the way of the Gentiles, nor into the city of the Samaritans. Who are the Samaritans? The Samaritans are people. I wrote it here. I said that the Samaritans are people who debate doctrines. But the Gentiles are people who don't believe what you are going to say. Do you understand it? Praise the name of Jesus. I'll say it again. The Gentiles are those who are argumentative. And then the Samaritans are those who debate on doctrines. And Jesus said, do not go. These 12, he sent them forth and commanded them saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Samaritans. Number four. So avoid all these doctrinal debates and all that. Okay, who was the, uh, who was the, um, uh, one day somebody asked me a question. He said, okay, before God created the heaven and the earth, where was God staying? Uh, so sometimes some foolish, foolish questions. Have you finished explaining how you are living your life now? Praise the name of Jesus. Okay, if God gave, if God, Jesus is God's son, then who is God's wife? And who is God's destiny? Hey, some people can ask questions. 
That is why he said that I'm sending, listen, that is why he said that I'm sending you as, wo as sheep amongst wolves. Be careful somebody doesn't devour you. I know people who used to preach, who today, they say that they don't believe in the existence of God. They used to preach. They used to preach. They used to preach by the roadside. But today they say they don't believe that there is anything called God. So you got to be careful. Don't go. If you go, somebody is trying to give you uh, all that. This thing, tell the person that your evangelist will come tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not your evangelist. Hallelujah. Tell the person, brother, thank you for your time. But I don't think I'm your evangelist. So your evangelist will come tomorrow. Hallelujah. Now, after you have avoided all these things, then the fourth point is that lead them to Christ. Very, very important. Lead them to Christ. The essence is for you to lead them the way. You got to show them the way. Huh? You show them the GPS address. They are on their way trying to find a route, but they are not getting it. And they open up to you. And then they say, really? Does all these things happen? They said that, yes, this is the way. So you entreat Jesus for them. You lead them. Let's read a scripture in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10. Hallelujah. And then I'll show you the prayer to pray when you are leading them. Look at Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Verse number 10. For with the heart... Man believe unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now, these steps that I'm showing, it's not just for us going out. If, wherever you find yourself, if the Lord opens a door for you to minister to somebody, go through this process. Sometimes it may not follow sequentially. But as the Lord opens the opportunity for you, you must understand that you are going to talk about Christ, which is what the Lord has done for you. Amen. Amen. Yesterday, we went to do some printout at, um, at uh, what's the name of the place? Office Depot. By the time I realized, Minister Chantel had gathered some people. So I decided to pass them and find out what is going on when I, she was sharing her testimony. I was in bed for almost close to 10 years. And the Lord healed me. One of the ladies said, wow, that's so exciting. This, that, that, that. He said, the Lord can do the same for you too. She said, I'll come and see. Do you understand it? So you follow that procedure. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Lead them to Christ. You ask them, brother, the Lord can do the same thing for you. Do you want to give him a chance? He said, yes, why not? He said, okay, can I pray with you? He said, yes. He said, would you mind saying this after me? Now, why do we do that? If a person believes, there must be confession. What is confession? Declaring. Declaring. Public declaration. Or inward declaration. But once you are there, you can let the person do a public declaration. So you pray a prayer like this. The prayer must center on verse number 10. Dear Lord, with my heart. Then you say, can you pray after me? He said, dear Lord Jesus. The person said, dear Lord Jesus, with my heart. I believe that I am a sinner. And that you came to die to buy my redemption. With my mouth, I declare that Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life. I believe it. And then you tell the person, you are saved. It is so simple. Sometimes people don't believe that by the simplicity of it, somebody can be born again. But the same people who don't believe that by the simplicity of it, somebody can be born again. If they come to stand here, and then I bless them, and I say that from today, you are husband and wife. That one, they believe it. 
You see, do you, do you understand the logic about it? No, that, that one, they believe it. That the man of God has pronounced as husband and wife. So it, it is fine. Before God and before, before the whole world, it is accepted. But when you tell them to say that, dear Lord Jesus, with my heart, I believe that uh, um, you came to die to pay for all my sins. And I believe that you have, you have paid and purchased all my sins. Therefore, I decree and I declare that you are my Lord and personal Savior. Say amen. They say amen. You say you are born again. And they'll be watching you born again like that. No, I have to stop this and stop that and stop that. It is not about the stopping. Listen, it is not about the trying that makes you a believer. It is about trusting that makes you a believer. It's not about the trying. I'm trying very hard to stop this thing. So, I, no, it is about trusting. It is when you trust that he will give you the grace to overcome. It's not when you try. That is why the more you try, the more you mess up. The more you try, the more you buy into it. But when you trust, he gives you the grace to overcome. Say me a believing amen. amen. Hallelujah. And then you lead them to Christ. And number five, when you have finished leading them to Christ, pray supernatural prayers for them. Let me tell you something. Every one of you here, including me, all of you online, and anybody that will be listening to this message, anytime you go out, you are not going in your name. Listen. Listen, let me. If you want to see the supernatural dimension of God, always go out to preach to people. I'm telling you, you will see the power of God in your life, which you have never seen. Because whenever you go out, the Lord wants to confirm that He has sent you. So look at Mark chapter 16. And then let's start from. Now, anyway, let's start from Mark chapter 6, verse 7. Let's start from Mark 6 verse 7 and then look at Mark 6 7. And he called unto him the twelve. He was going to send them and began to send them for two by two. And what did he do? And he gave them power over unclean spirits. So, uh, Prince, as you are going out, you meet somebody after talking to the person. The person said, I'm, I'm even sick today. Maybe sometimes you meet somebody. You said, oh, you didn't go to church today? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a member of a church, but I felt sick. So immediately, don't say that, oh, we'll be praying for you. When? Do it there. Say, can I pray for you? Be very confident. Can I pray for you? He said, yes. You see, sometimes the way you say it will even let the person have faith. Oh, is it okay if we pray and then you'll be holding your dress? He knows that. He will even pray for you. Because he knows that there is. Is it okay if we pray? <laughs> no. You are, you are sick? Can, can I pray for you? As I'm saying, can I pray for you? I'm already coming. Can, can, I, can I pray for you? I'm laying my hands. You can't say no. Amen. I said, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. He will open his eyes. And listen, when you do it, the Lord will confirm it. I'm telling you. Otherwise, how can God send us? He must confirm it. You see, and when you do that, and then it works for them. Then the next time when the devil attacks, you say, ah, but I pray for a man called Mashal. And he got healed. Hey, this devil cannot take advantage of me. You lay your hands on it. You see, you, the power inside of you becomes activated when you demonstrate it outside. But you cannot demonstrate it outside if you don't go. Give me Mark. Mark chapter 16. And let's start from verse number 15. Hallelujah. It is very powerful. You will be surprised the kind of power inside you. And he said unto them, look at that. 
Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. Verse number 16. And then he says that, verse 16. He that believe and is baptized shall be saved. But he that does not believe shall be condemned. Don't go and then somebody will say that. So if I die with baptism or if I don't die with baptism, am I going to heaven? Or tell them that, oh, listen, in order to avoid debate, tell them that, oh, if you come to check, can I, can I schedule an appointment with you and then meet you so that we discuss it? He said, yes. Then put them on Tuesday or Wednesday. We will, Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday, we will all be here to, to, to debate with them, to help them out, understand. Do you understand? But don't be there alone. They will confuse you. Hallelujah. So you, you, you bring them in. Listen, Josephine, why must you bring them in? Because the best place to win a battle is on your grounds. Not on the grounds of your enemy. You are going to fight somebody. You are going into his house. Entice him to come to your house. Do you, it's a very strong powerful word. Listen, if, you, and if he gets you in his house and then he uses something to hit you, he'll be free. He'll say that you attacked me. And in order to self-defend myself, I kill the person. But if the person comes into your abode, so don't go and debate somebody on a neutral ground. On a demonic infested ground. You are a sheep among the wolves. Don't go and pretend to be a wolf. They will eat you. So what do you do? You entice them. Sometimes the sheep will entice the wolf until they get into the camp. I Recently, I saw some buffaloes killing a lion. I was very happy. <laughs> no, because all the animal cannot be watching. Lions have been eating all these animals. Sometimes it pains me, and sometimes the people that are taking the video, I become angry with them. I said, So you couldn't save this animal <laughs> that is being eaten on this hot afternoon. And this one I saw that they were they killed. I was so happy in my heart. Because they used their 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 you know, the buffaloes, they have these ten horns. This one will lift this one, throw it into the sky, another one will receive it in the I was so happy. Bring the person to your grounds. Don't try to fight them on their grounds. You won't win. They have the forces of darkness with them. Bring them to the land of light. When they are in the light, that is how the, 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 the eagle fights the snake. Uh, it takes it and then takes it into the sky. And in the sky, it doesn't have any ground. Once the, the snake is very venomous, very, very skillful. But once it, it is taken from its territory, it is powerless. Bring them in. You tell them, oh, brother, they, oh, they, they, I love this thing. The last time I was even discussing with, with somebody, can we schedule an appointment and then meet? And then we will discuss it. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because they want to overcome you, they will say, yeah, bring them in. And then let us help them. Hallelujah. Do you understand it? He said, now, look at that. Verse, he said, be he that believe not shall be condemned. Verse number 17. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow them. Patience. These signs shall follow them. All of them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils. You see somebody, the person is saying certain things. He said, can I pray for you? Sometimes if I realize that it is a demon, I wouldn't say that, brother, there is a demon worrying you. I said, can I pray with you? He said, yes. When I hold the person's hand, I try to squeeze it a little. I said, in the name of Jesus, Father, and I've already closed my eyes, so you also close your eyes. I said, in the, I said brother, can we close our eyes and pray? In the name of Jesus, every force of darkness, if I say every demon, you say that, hey, my friend, I don't have demon. But I say, Father, 
in the mighty name of Jesus, every force of darkness operating around my wonderful brother. I will, even in the prayers, I'll be complimenting you. My wonderful sister, in the name of Jesus, as you visited Saul on the way to Damascus, when he departs from here, visit him. Amen. How did the Lord visit Saul? He said he didn't believe in anything. He was moving and the Lord hit him. Go! And then he fell down. Now he believed. <laughs> if I pray that prayer for you, and you enter into your room, there are some people in this church, I pray that prayer for them. I said, Lord, this guy, the way he's speaking today, he's gallivanting, he's moving here, 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 here. Father, visit him as you visited Saul. Praise the name of Jesus. You pray, these eyes shall follow them that believe in my name, in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive your healing. And then you finish, and then you say, how do you feel? If when you finish praying, you are not so confident in yourself, don't ask the person, how do you feel? Say that, brother, you are healed. <laughs> Share your testimony with me in the name of Jesus. Say, can I take your number? Say, yes. Yeah. I'll give you my number. Share your testimony with me. Hey, brother, after all, you are not the one that gave him the sickness. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you understanding the practical way of ministering to people? Yeah. Say, brother, the Lord will heal you. The Lord will touch you. And true to the Lord will touch him. Amen. But in order not to have, go forth, go forth. He said, uh, you are healed. He said, brother, I'm not healed. He said, let's pray again. Hey. At that point, once he tells you that he's not healed, you have to pray. You have to pray until he becomes healed. Or you have brought yourself. Hallelujah. So he said, brother, pray for the person. So I want you to have faith that the Lord has touched you and he has healed you. Sometimes when you pray for them, the Lord will tell you that I've healed them. And you tell the person, the Lord has healed you. Can you move? You move. And then you say, let's give glory to God. The person will start testifying. Even Jesus, one day, he prayed for somebody who was blind. He said, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees. He said, I see men as trees. Amen. Amen. So sometimes, don't be, don't, be, don't be sad when you pray for somebody. And then, every day, Peter and then um, uh, James and John, they were going to the temple to pray. It was only one day when the power came fully that they healed the guy. So sometimes, don't be so sad that I pray for the person, nothing happened. Sometimes, the healing is a progressive one. Praise the name of Jesus. So don't force yourself. You pray for the person. He said, brother, you are healed. He said, sister, I'm not healed. He said, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. I pray for you again. Are you healed? He said, no, it's even becoming worse. <laughs> if, not, if you are not careful, all the one hour, we'll come and meet you on one soul. <laughs> when we come, we say, hey, brother Charles, are you still with this soul? He said, yes, I am healing him. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, <laughs> amen. <laughs> Don't do that. Hallelujah. Hey, hmm. <laughs> when you pray, believe and let and, let, and then continue. And then number six, number six, you invite them. You invite them to church. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, sometimes. Some of them will tell you that they belong to a church. Now, sometimes the trick of the devil is that they will tell you that they belong to a church. But when you 
dig deeper, you realize that for a very long time they have not been going. But in order to escape being stationed in the home, they will tell you that, oh, I belong to a church family. Then go further and say, but have you been attending? There were people that I can give testimonies of who belonged to churches. They had never for about two years or so, they had never gone. But when we started ministering to them, they said we belong to churches. But when we started probing, we realized that for a very long time. They, do I have anybody like that who, who had a testimony like that? You, you, oh, come on, show your hand up. Show your hand up. Because I know you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, we ministered to them. We said, sister, come to church. He said, oh, I, I have a home church. Sister, but do you go? For a very long time, I've not gone. But I plan to go. Sister, okay, we know that you plan to go. You visit us. And then they came and they became vibrant. Now, even when there is no church, sometimes they can call. When is the next church? You see, let me tell you something. Everybody has an affinity for God in their heart. But sometimes, Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 7. He said that the God of this world, look at that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. We'll come and continue from here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. But 1 Corinthians, no, chapter 4. 2 Corinthians. This is the first Corinthians chapter 4. Let's see verse 7. Uh, he says that, the, yes, First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. He says that, he's talking about the God of this world blindfolding them so that in seeing they may not see. So that they can have their deliverance. Amen. Maybe they will put it there in the course of time. Hallelujah. Alright. Now, can we go, but you can write that scripture down. Can we go back to the scripture that we were reading? In the book of Mark chapter 16. And then let us wrap up quickly. But is somebody understanding the process? Uh-huh. You see, when you follow this, you'll be an effective soul winner. You must be armed. If we don't know what we are going to do. Can we go to the Mark chapter 16? And then the verse, we're in verse number 19, right? I think so. We're in verse number 19 or so. Now, so... So then the Lord has spoken unto them. He was received up in glory in heaven and sat at the right hand of God. Verse 20. And, and they went forth. Look at that. And preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. So when we go out, it is not only us. The Lord working with us. Look at that. And confirming the word with signs and wonders. Hallelujah. If only you will go out, you will see the power inside of you. Hallelujah. So number six, you invite them to church so that they can be planted and they can be nourished. Psalm 92. Let's start from verse number 12 and 15. It's just seven points. Psalm 92, verse 12 to 15. The righteous shall flourish like, like, like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Verse number 13. The next verse says that those that be planted in the house of the Lord. So don't go and minister to them and then say that, okay, so it is okay. Invite them to church. They must be planted. Jesus said, go and preach and make disciples. You don't just preach and leave them. Bring them home. Anyone that gives birth doesn't leave their children in the hospital. Gave birth, you finished, you left the baby in the hospital. Hospital, take care of the baby. I'm going home. No. What do you do? You carry the baby home. So you go, you preach to somebody. The Lord opens the person's heart up for you. He is your baby in the Lord. Bring the person to your home. 
so that the person can be nourished and the person can be fed because it is those that be planted in the house of the Lord that shall flourish in the court of our God. Hallelujah. You bring them in. You ask them, hey, can I invite you to church? And then you give them the flyer. You tell them the service times. And then you tell them, he said, that, oh, I live far away. He said, I can come and pick you. I can come and pick you. He said, okay, do everything. Do everything to make sure that you will be able to position them in the house. It is only when they are planted that they can flourish. There is no more flourishing. It is in the environment that the Lord placed you that you have your sustainability. Look at verse number 14 and 15 quickly. They shall still be strong. They will bring forth fruit in old age and they shall be fat and flourishing. And then verse 15 says that to show that the Lord is upright. Do you see that? So bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home so that they can be established. And then finally, now on this one, let's read this scripture. Luke chapter 14 and verse number 23. The Lord said, that is our anchor scripture for the month. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in to my house that it may be full. So the idea of going out is to minister to them and bring them in. We open them to the light and bring them in to come and enjoy more. Hallelujah. Finally, what do, you, what do we do? Become their personal friend if possible. It's very important. People will come all the way from anywhere if they know that they have friends. Hallelujah. Somebody comes and then the person feels I'm all alone. I didn't get any friend and all that. You know, the next moment they feel like, you know, but I come and I witness to you and I say, hey, can I, can I, can I, can I? And that is why I said as much as possible. Because some of the times they might have ulterior motives. They might have other mindset about you wanting to take their numbers. So if you realize that, you tell them, hey, okay, then can you give especially maybe if it is a lady and you're a young man and then she's not comfortable. Don't force and say that sister, I won't do anything. You just give me your number. Please, I just want to talk to you. No, don't do that. <laughs> sister, I want to take your number. I promise you. No, no, no. The, the sister said that I'm not comfortable. Quickly, quickly call some, beckon on some sister. And then when the sister comes, then you touch her and then you say that, take, Amanda, take, take the number, take the number. And then you will now excuse them. So now they will take the conversation from there. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. If it is a young man, as for, the, as for the men, if you are a lady, you say, give me your number. They will give it to you quickly. <laughs> they will give it to you. I'm telling you. They will not even think twice. If you are a young lady or you are a woman, and a, a, a woman, all the ladies here, you go out there. And then we, we, we talk to people and you say, Brother, can I have your number? Oh, no, I will, no, no you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to type it. Let, give me your phone, I'll type it for you. Even when you are not asking, they want to give it to you. you are, they will, <laughs> sometimes they will say that I can give you my address. Take everything. Hallelujah. And then you say that we will reach out to you. So you say that we will reach out to you. So that when it is we and it is not you, they will not be offended. You understand? He said, we will reach out to you. He said, okay, if we reach out to you. He said, yes. He said, which way can we reach out to you? Is it by text or by calling or whatever? He said, oh, you can use any. And then he said, okay, we will reach out to you. They will receive a call from Pastor Nikki. <laughs> they will be surprised. Hallelujah. 
Amen and amen. And if I call, I will say that Sister Najao said I should call you for her. I will use your name to call. Hallelujah. Because we want to invite them. And then you also send them. So the moment we come and then you go home in the evening, send them a text. You send the person a text and say that, hey, brother, so, so, and so. Try to remember the name. If you are not getting the name, let them write it. That is why you will be, every, each one of us will be given a contact form. Let them write it so that you don't spell somebody's name. And then sometimes people become offended when you misspell their name or something. So you, you send them a text. Hey, brother, so, so, and so. Thank you for the time that you gave me this afternoon. I was really touched. I want you to know that we are praying for you. And I want you to know that we would love to have more time with you in church. And then you take it from there. Some of them will respond. Some of them will not respond. But ladies and gentlemen, when we do all these things, we will become effective in the reason why the Lord saved us. Isn't it not powerful? So what are the points? Number one. Today I'm not preaching. We are learning the procedure. Number one. What is the first point? Somebody should tell me. Compliment. Compl the first day I saw Ofori, I said, wow, I like your mustache. That was the first day. I said, I love, brother, I love your mustache. Hallelujah. <laughs> Maybe I don't like mustache, but I have to like it because I want you to come. Amen. Maybe I don't like beer. Hey, brother, do you know that it is expensive to maintain beer? Then you let the person feel, you know, yeah, it is expensive to maintain beer. And then the person will feel good. It means that he, uh, yeah, he knows that I'm an expensive person. Because even he, he knows that it is expensive to maintain a beer. Do you understand? And then number two, the second point. You preach Christ. What is Christ? The anointing. What is the anointing? The thing that, that delivered. Charlie, we are too good. We will win souls for Jesus. So how do we preach Christ? Sharing your testimony or other testimonies or a scripture or story that you know in the Bible that relates to them. Hallelujah. Preach about the prodigal son. Then the person will be standing there. That story that you read, it has really touched me. This is where I am. I used to be a good boy when I was growing up. I grew up in the church. But now I'm really, really a bad boy. And then they will start crying. Try and carry some tissues with you. Give them tissue. When they are crying, don't stop them. Don't say, brother, stop crying and listen to me. Give them tissue. Tell them that, sister, cry all the tears. I am waiting for you. Let them finish. Let, let them know that you care. Hallelujah. So let them cry all the tears. And then, when they have finished. And then, after sharing Christ, what do you do? No, remember no argument no argument no doctrinal argument he said don't go the way of the gentiles opposes don't go their way number two don't go the way of the samaritan doctrinal debates debaters and eh, okay pentecostalism and the orthodoxism and then uh judaism and all the system no don't go and then be debating what you are going to do if they want to debate he said can i schedule an appointment with you and then bring them in-house. Praise the name of Jesus. And then, after no debating, what do you do? You lead them to Christ. It is very important. That is why you went. 
He sent us to bring them in. So lead them to Christ. Tell them that, hey, brother, you can have a relationship with Jesus. It is not better than some. It will rather change us. It has changed me. You can try it. If you try it, it doesn't go well with you. You can take another decision. You see, you give them the option. Hallelujah. But definitely when they try, it will go well with them. And then the next one. The next point, after you have led them to receive Christ, what do you do? No. You pray for them. Can I pray for you? Say yes. You pray for them. Always ask, can I pray for you? Nobody will reject prayers. Sometimes if they say no, you say that, all right, the Lord bless you and may the Lord visit you as he visited Saul. And then you just leave him. Don't forget that prayer. <laughs> it's a very, very effective prayer. And then, find, and then the next one, you do what? You now bring them home. You have gone to give birth. Don't leave them in the hospital. Another somebody will take them. So bring them home to come and eat the food that you ate. That sent you out. Bring them in so that they can be nourished and they can flourish. And finally, be a friend. God bless you, Marita. Be their friend. Be their friend. Propose to be a friend. Hallelujah. If you see that the the soul is not a sheep wanting to be a sheep but wanting to be a goat find another person to help the person out hallelujah sometimes as you are one day i went with some sisters and then we we're ministering to a, a young man hey as we were preaching the young man's eyes were moving in other directions around the sisters i said sister would you go and speak to that brother over here <laughs> let me handle this man do you understand what oh you see when Bible said that as, uh, be as wise as the serpent, you have to be careful. Amen. Because we are going out there, we meet all manner of people. So you see that somebody, as you are talking Christ, they are also talking another thing. They are talking certain things. Even me, I've been believing God for a wife. I've been believing God for a, 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 I am now, I'm at this, that, he said, hey. Amen. Hallelujah. Before you become somebody's lunch. In an attempt to bring lunch to Jesus. Let's pray. <laughs> Can I have the ministry materials? Hallelujah. Listen. I think I forgot one point. The reason why we must go is because your blessing is in the place or in the ones that you will win. It is very important. There are a lot of people, their business partners are outside there. Hallelujah. I want you to bring me the ministry materials. Please bring them. I want us to pray over them and then we'll distribute them. Now, when we finish service, uh, we, will, we will do all our normal things that we are doing. When you're on the way going, I want you to talk to somebody. Hallelujah. And listen, you will go um, to your workplaces. You will go to wherever. I want you to follow this procedure and then win souls for the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord will bless us. The Lord will bless us. And from next week, when we come, we, by when we come next week, when we come, we start service at nine, uh, at ten. By eleven fifteen, eleven twenty, we are done. We hit the road network. Amen. We will be very very brief in everything because it is a month of going out. We will come. Maybe we'll watch one small video, one little video. Why we got to go out and then we'll be on the way out. But what I did today is to empower us for beyond october for october and beyond so that we will know how to effectively win souls praise the name of jesus all right i want you to stretch forth your hand 
Now, the things that we have are What about the purple ones? What about the purple ones? Uh, Joe, where are the purple ones? The ones that carry the, the the mission. I need those ones. It's also on the table. Just bring that one too. Oh, is it? Oh, is it here? Let me see. So this is how I wanted it to be. I wanted us to have all these three together with you know this one has to do with the food drive this one has to do with the details of the church our mission and everything this one has to do with the steps now this one talks about now the next one we do the, the next time we do this one to be bolder okay we didn't know that it will come out quite small like this so it, it has all the steps now if you must preach a message your message can be on this he says that jesus died to save us there is a scripture on it he died to heal us there's a scripture on it he died to give us peace there's a scripture on it he died to deliver us there is a scripture on it he died to prosper us there is a scripture on it and he died so that when we leave this earth we will be with him in heaven there is a scripture also on it now and then there is a little statement here what must i do to enjoy all these free benefits number one trust in jesus for a fresh beginning there is a scripture there receive his free forgiveness receive his free forgiveness there is a scripture there confess him as your lord and savior there's a scripture there and then join a spiritual family a church to be nourished there is also a scripture there so if you have all these three you can be an effective and then of course we have um a track that is with it and then there is one of this for you to put a name or their details on so that we can follow them up amen if you give it to them they will fill it for you so these are the ministry materials all right i want you to stretch your hands towards them here we want to pray over them that god will anoint these ministry materials online members i want you to join us stretch forth your hand in the name of jesus I want you to pray that Father anoint these ministry materials. When we use them, let them become effective tools of harvest in the hands of your people. Let it bring souls into the kingdom. Can you lift up your voice and pray? Sometimes somebody can give you something and then it will become a point of contact for them to enter into your life spiritually. We want to pray that these will become a point, these will become points of contact for us to. Or for the Holy Spirit to enter into the lives of people. Lift up your voice. Stretch your hand towards it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, anoint and empower these ministry materials. When we go out and we use them, Lord, let them become effective tools of harvest. Let them be like sharp sickle for the souls. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we pray let no one who receives any of these lord in jesus name be the same let them become healing tools we give it to them through it oh lord let the holy spirit heal them 
they take it to their homes let the holy spirit visit them let it become a first point of contact in their homes when they take it there for the holy spirit to minister to them lord that their eyes will be open that their understanding will also be opened in the blessed and mighty name of jesus we decree and we declare father liberty we declare healing we declare open doors we declare accesses we decree and declare that the audience that will you give to us in the mighty name of jesus will not resist the gospel but lord they will receive jesus and lord above all they will return into this house and be nourished and established here in jesus blessed and mighty name amen all right ladies and gentlemen give a clap unto the lord and i want us to raise an offering unto the lord and then we'll be taking our communion now after the service when you are on your way home make sure that you talk to somebody today you can just go to kroger you can go to Publix. you can just go and buy something somewhere and then and please if you are not so confident you can go with somebody okay you can go with your children you can go with your spouse you can go with your friend but next week we will head towards a location and then when we get there we'll begin to do what the lord wants us to do also over there hallelujah in the mighty name of jesus remember this coming wednesday is a powerful 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 service the whole of this month every sunday we are going out but in the course of the week we'll be continuing with certain series that the lord has given me that i want us to discuss so that will be profitable hallelujah and remember to by the close of this month at least you should have invited at least three people who will come and the lord will establish them in the house of the lord would you want to lift up an offering unto the lord maybe your tithe maybe whatever giving that the lord has laid on your heart in the mighty name of jesus now please put a giving portal on the line in the mighty name of jesus thank you father we give you the grace we thank you for giving us the strength oh lord and everything that you have done for us we decree and declare your blessings over us in the mighty and blessed name of jesus christ all right please i want you to lift up that offering father we thank you we decree and declare your blessings over the offering receive it lord from our hands as our token of love and appreciation let the heavens be open over it jesus mighty name amen please drop it joyfully and i will be taking our communion as we are taking the offering now those of you without a t-shirt you can see me after service and then we will organize and see if there are some more and then get you otherwise next week sunday come with your own t-shirt any t-shirt that you, i mean something easy that you can feel free and flow through amen so you can come in your t-shirt and then your pants or whatever as you feel free and relaxed and then we will just hit we don't want to go there and then the people will think that they are not with us just sometimes by reason of our appearance so we want to 
rise down and go and then meet them with all that the Lord has given us. Let's pray over the communion. Now, if just a moment. Now, the most important thing is for us to have a relationship with Jesus. Remember, I told you it is not in the trying. It is in the trusting. When you trust Jesus with your life, he gives you what it takes to overcome the trying and to live a victorious life. And so, in case you are here, you are not born again or you are on the, pray, or you are on the line, Facebook or YouTube, and you are not born again. I want to pray with you wherever you are. And then we want to submit our lives to Jesus, the Lordship of Jesus, so that Jesus can minister in our lives and work in us. If you, are, if you want to have a relationship with Jesus, I want you to lift up your hand and I will pray with you. Wherever you are, you want to have a relationship with Jesus, I want you to lift up your hand and I will pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, for the sake of those online, I want us to pray this prayer together. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. I believe with my heart that you came to die and you've paid for all my sins. With my mouth, I confess that Jesus is Lord and Savior over my life. I am born again. My name is in the book of life. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for everyone that has prayed this prayer online. And Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that you establish them in you. For it is in the establishment that our flourishing will be known. We give you all the praise and the glory. And now, oh Lord, we bless the bread. Bible said that Jesus blessed the bread. And when he had broken it, he said, it is my body. And he blessed the drink. And then he said, it is my blood. Father, the purpose of this communion today is for divine healing. Divine healing divine healing anyone that is grappling through any sickness or any engagement against their body we decree that as we take the communion let there be healing let there be more testimonies let there be deliverances and let there be supernatural encounters in jesus blessed and mighty name amen he took the bread and he broke it and he said it is my body will you break your bread it's the body of Christ. He took the cup, blessed it. He said, it is my blood. We declare and decree it is the blood. As we eat it, we'll be blessed together in Jesus' name. Let's take the communion together. hallelujah all right if today is your first time visiting us or worshiping with us we want to give you a very powerful welcome so if today is your first time would you show your hand up wow would you wow would you please walk up to me can i shake hands with you wow oh come on come on come on come on come on holy hill chapel tennessee is this how we want to celebrate Wow, powerful, wow. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Please come, come, come closer. Hallelujah. Right, please come. So, uh, yeah. Now, um, like we always do, I just want to take your name and then who invited you? I'm Jordan. And... Ah, wow, hallelujah. Okay, I'm Peter. 
Hallelujah. Grace, God bless you. And you. Oh, Christopher Afolabi. Christopher Afolabi invited him. Hallelujah. I'm blessed and Chris also invited Ha! Somebody give a clap to, for Christopher Afolabi. Afolabi Christopher. I'm Sarah and Prince invited. Sarah, the Prince invited you. Hallelujah. Let's pray for this wonderful lady. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you visit these men and women today in a very powerful way. There is always a blessing in your house. And anytime you bring people home, there is something that you want to do. I pray that they will not live here the same. I ask for divine visitation in any area of their lives that they need your visit. Lord, touch their bodies, touch their spirit, and touch their souls and give them testimonies. The next time, Lord, we hear and we see them, we will be flowing with them in testimonies. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name, amen. Now, after service, I will speak with you guys briefly because there is something also that I have for you guys. So after service, you will just be right here and then I'll talk to you guys briefly, okay? God bless you. Let's give them a round of applause that God bless you. And then shall we be on our feet? God bless you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming for this powerful teaching. Hallelujah. Now, next week, Sunday, will be very powerful. We will hit the road going. And so, next week, Sunday, when we finish service, we will have these um, ministry materials available. Grab as many as you can and then win. And then win. Okay, one for each person. Okay, that's powerful. They packaged it in such a way that you can just grab one. And then when you grab it next week, when you are coming, come with it because we'll be going with it. Hallelujah. Let's share the grace of God to give that. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's take our prophetic declaration. Remember, tomorrow the prayer line is at 3 a.m. as usual. Let's take our prophetic declaration with long life, full of prosperity and sound health. Shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives? Amen.